You are listening to Girls Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. Hello, folks. Welcome to the first episode of Girls Speak. What's this all about? I'm Ashley Reamer, founder and head girl of Girl Museum. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, or streaming us, whatever today is. Like most firsts, this podcast might be a little awkward as we go through the necessities, the introductions, the exposition, and all that jazz. So I'll dive right in to who and what we are about. Girl Museum is the first and only museum in the world dedicated to celebrating girlhood. And we're completely virtual. Our mission is to research and exhibit cross-cultural, historic, and contemporary images and stories from and about girlhood. Through our research, we produce and present exhibitions and other projects that explore and document the unique experience of growing up female. We advocate for girls as forces for collective responsibility and change in the global context, not as victims and consumers. That's pretty much us. Girl Speak is one of the four exhibition series that we produce. The others are Girlhood and Art, which looks at girls in fine arts, The Art of Girlhood, which looks more anthropologically at how girls live their lives, Girls in the World examines current social issues and the historic causes and precedents, and finally Girl Speak, which is our contributed and contemporary content stream. When we were thinking about how to reach a new, wider audience, a podcast seemed the natural fit. And because Speak is about promoting girls' voices globally, we thought this was an appropriate place for it. It's a bold move, really, as we're all mainly art historians and not trained in radio or script writing. But we're clever girls, so we'll see how it goes. So why Speak or Girl Museum, for that matter? Well, the answer is pretty simple, and then it gets really complicated. Um, first, when I started Girl Museum in 2009, there was no museum that looked at girlhood. We are the first and the only one. And the state of the world for girls is, on average, pretty appalling. If you look at the situation purely by numbers, it can be very distressing on issues like girls in poverty, education, sexual assault, teen brides, trafficking, domestic abuse, illiteracy, infanticide, HIV AIDS, and and just general inequality. I won't rattle off figures at the moment, as we have a speech that we're going to play later on that goes into detail about the statistics. And when it comes to representations of girls, you you only have to put the word girl into a search engine, and the results will show you what a minefield of exploitation the internet is, and, and always was. And this is just the visible web, the fraction of what goes on in the virtual world. In the deep web, even more horrible things are happening to girls. Initially with Girl Museum, we wanted a safe place for girls on the web, but we realized that wasn't enough. As historians, we believe that today's issues are easily traced through the past with a relatively clear path leading to the situations we face today. If everyone truly wanted to live in a better world for girls, we would make the effort to acknowledge the past and understand the reasons that we've made the choices we've made and created the power structures that maintain a status quo of inequality. Only when you understand it can you actively and intelligently hope to change the reality. Otherwise, you're just whistling in the dark. Through visual history and the art we have created, we can see the development of ideas about girls and girlhood across time. In this series, we'll be looking at various visual representations of girls and discussing their wider meanings and implications. Also, at the end of each month, we will have a news roundup of what's happening with girls in the world. 
To give you an idea of some of the things we do at Girl Museum, I'm going to play an excerpt from our Girls in the Museum event, which was held on October 12, 2013, at the National Museum of New Zealand, Te Papa Tongarewa. This event had several purposes, but first was to honor the second United Nations International Day of the Girl Child on October 11th, but we couldn't get the booking till the 12th. And second was to launch our new website, which you can visit at www.girlmuseum.org. We had a terrific program with the day begun by a lovely woman named Sunshine Pryor from UN Women New Zealand, who introduced and explained the meaning of the International Day of the Girl Child. Then we had a discussion panel of museum curators examining representations of girls in the national collection, and that was moderated by high school girl volunteers. After the panel, we screened the amazing film Girl Rising, which promotes the importance of girls' rights and education around the world. If you haven't seen this film, it is really a must-view. Um, we have links to how you can bring it to your community on our website. We followed the film with a talkback, also hosted by our high school girl volunteers. Everyone involved did such a great job that we wanted to be able to broadcast it to a wider audience. So over the next week or so, we'll put out a few sub-episodes that include some of the curatorial talks and the film discussion. It is a bit tricky uh, with the curatorial talks because some images are focused on quite in detail, um, and we don't have the copyright to those. Um, however, we'll include links to the online collection so you can either use your imagination or browse for yourself. The Girl Museum event was co-produced by Girl Museum and National Services Te Parengi of Te Papa, which helps to strengthen the museum sector by providing practical and strategic help to museums, galleries, and iwi throughout Aotearoa, New Zealand. And it was also supported by the Friends of Te Papa and 10by10.org, which produced the Girl Rising film. So, without further ado, here is the opening from Girls in the Museum. Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Is it too loud? Okay. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for coming out today to celebrate the International Day of the Girl Child with us. This is a really important day, but before I begin explaining why, I first wanted to thank a few very important people for helping to make today's event possible. Uh, at first, I'd like to offer tremendous thanks to Girl Museum and National Services Tape Parangi for co-producing this event. They have done a wonderful job, and we're so excited to see this happen, and we hope to see it become an annual event as well. So big thank you to them. And we'd also like to thank UN Women and Friends of Tape Papa for their support in helping this event take shape. And also, it's just really awesome to see so many faces here today. So thank you all for coming out on your Saturday and celebrating this day with us. Um, my name is Sunshine Pryor, and I'm with UN Women Aotearoa in New Zealand. And when we were approached to participate in this event, we were beyond thrilled because this is totally the stuff that UN Women supports. We are all about promoting gender equality and uh, supporting the advancement of women and girls around the world. And so obviously today is a very important day to us. Um, you know, UN Women operates all around the world, and they have all these initiatives that are so great, and they help women and girls with everything from their ability to access education, their leadership and political participation, um, their economic empowerment, their safety, their health. UN Women is just all about promoting women and girls. And the UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand branch is one of 16 national committees that's set up around the world to support UN Women in their awesome work. And so we help them with all of their initiatives 
supporting their programs. But we also have a particular focus on reducing violence against women in Aotearoa and the Pacific region. We also have a focus on improving economic empowerment and um, increasing leadership and political participation of women in this area as well. Uh, I'm the coordinator for the youth program of UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand. And so obviously we are really committed to improving the status of girls here in New Zealand and in the Pacific. And so to be able to participate in an event like today is just a true privilege. I'm very happy to be here and I'm very happy to see all of you here as well. Um, so let me explain a little bit about the significance of the International Day of the Girl Child. It was created by the UN uh, in the end of 2011 in order to raise awareness about some of the unique challenges that are facing girls around the world. Um, uh, girls still struggle to achieve the same status and privileges as boys, and they are still denied basic human rights. Uh, this isn't just in faraway lands and in foreign countries either. Examples can be found here in New Zealand as well, so this is an issue that hits home as well. Uh, therefore, the way I see it, the International Day of the Girl Child has uh, three, three important missions. It's to raise awareness, it's to advocate for rights, and it's also to celebrate. Uh, so on one level, the International Day of the Girl Child is meant to highlight the extraordinary experiences of girls everywhere. And unfortunately, this does uh, include some grim statistics, but I think it's really important to share these statistics because awareness is really important in um, leading to action. And I think often girls are overlooked when we talk about issues and we talk about gender equality. Their experiences are often ignored. So to give you some specific cases, uh, child marriage is a real issue facing girls all across the globe. In fact, it, we don't think about it very often here in New Zealand or elsewhere because it's just something that doesn't really enter our daily thoughts. But it's a really common practice everywhere. Latin America, South Asia, Africa, the Middle East. In fact, it's so common that one in seven girls will become a child bride. And this is a really frightening statistic because when girls are forced into child marriages, they're typically married to older abusive husbands, they're forced into early pregnancy and childbirth, and this just introduces a whole range of complications. Uh, but women, uh, girls around the world are also exposed to horrendous rates of gender-based violence. This is sometimes where we see the, stru the struggles of girls and it becomes most apparent the difficulty that they face. I mean, nearly half of all sexual assaults around the world are against girls who are younger than 15. That's a really staggering statistic. Uh, there are about 53 countries in the world where girls and women still don't have legal protection against domestic violence. Um, there are uh, about six. There are about 800,000 people that are trafficked annually, and about 60% of that are girls. So they experience huge rates of victimization. But girls also typically have poorer health than their male counterparts. About 60% of young people living with HIV around the world are girls. Uh, girls are also, uh, three million girls are also victims of genital mutilation or cutting every year. And the leading cause of death for girls 15 to 25 are complications related to pregnancy and childbirth. So these are real issues that are facing millions of girls everywhere. And so that's why days like today are really important. 
to bring awareness to this. But girls also struggle with economic participation. I mean, in many countries, girls and women still can't own land or they can't inherit land, even though it's been found that when girls and women are given the ability to control land, that it positively affects them. It can increase yields by like 30%. And it can also increase uh, the country's GDP by up to 1.2% in a single year. That's huge. That's a lot of money that's just being wasted by not giving girls and women land. That's just insane. It just boggles my mind. Um, Cultural traditions and religious beliefs also prevent women and girls from entering the workforce, the labor force. And this is a real problem because it has resulted in the feminization of poverty, where 70% of the 1.4% billion people living in extreme poverty are girls and are women. So days like today, the International Day of the Girl Child, are really important because they call our attention to the reality of girls around the world and how challenging life can be for them. And I, I know statistics are really hard to hear and it's really difficult to kind of understand and put that all in perspective. But awareness is a really important step because like I mentioned earlier, awareness can lead to action. And I think that's another important reason that uh, for the existence of the International Day of the Girl Child is to advocate for change and to advocate for the protection of girls' rights everywhere and to make sure that they can access the same things that boys can and they are protected and they are safe and they are fostered. Um, and the, U, uh, the International Day of the Girl Child hopes to advocate for the rights of girls by highlighting specific issues each year uh, that we can all focus our energy towards and, and work towards the, the changing of that issue. And so this year's theme is Innovating for Girls' Education. This is a really important theme because, I mean, education is obviously important for everyone, but it has a special, a very special significant significance for girls because when you educate girls and you know they become educated women it affects both their families and it has positive effects for them and it also can positively affect generations to come so investing in girls education has actually been shown to be the one of the most effective ways of reducing poverty that's just phenomenal if you stop and think about it just putting girls in school and letting them learn and giving them the tools that they need to succeed can help alleviate poverty in the developing countries. I mean, this is just phenomenal. And if you think about it, it's a really simple reason why. I mean, if girls don't have access to education, they have limited uh, opportunities for employment or training or things like that, and so they get stuck in this cycle. You know, gender equality feeds poverty. Poverty feeds gender equality. And so just investing in education can have dramatic effect and improvement around the world, especially investing in secondary school education, because that yields especially high dividends. Uh, An extra year of secondary school education can increase a girl's earnings by 15 to 25%. That's huge. And if you offer the same level, if a country offers the same level of education for both girls and boys, that country can increase their earnings by a billion dollars a year. These are just huge numbers. We're not just talking about a few dollars and cents. It's really worthwhile for everybody to invest in girls' education. Girls who've been educated are also likely to marry later 
They have smaller and healthier families. They're safer. You know, they're less likely to be exploited, to fall victim to human trafficking, to become infected by uh, with HIV or STIs. So uh, education, improving girls' education helps everyone. But despite all these benefits, girls often have limited or no access to education. Uh, in fact, there are over 36 million girls around the world who are denied even a basic primary school education. And there are additional 100 million girls, 100 million girls, who if they start primary school, they don't finish it. They're not allowed to finish it for a variety of reasons. And in some areas like Sub-Saharan Africa, four out of five girls have no education whatsoever. And that, that's a huge number of girls. So uh, given the direct link between improving girls' access to education and improving her life, her family's life, the health of the community, and even her country's economic standing, it just makes total sense to help fight for a girl's right to education, for every girl's right to be educated. And we can do this through a variety of ways. You know, We can support international aid organizations like UN Women or UNESCO or UNICEF by giving time or money to help support their education initiatives. We can also contact our national representatives here in New Zealand and say, hey, this is an issue. I want to see something done about it. Can we fund programs or increase funding for programs that seek to change this and improve the status of girls by giving them access to education? We can just put stuff on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, social media is a huge platform right now and is so easy to use and can incite change. I mean, just talking about stuff, like I said, raises awareness, and awareness can lead to action, and that's incredible. But I think it's also important to remember that the International Day of the Girl Child uh, is, yes, it's about raising awareness, and yes, it's about advocating, but it's also about celebrating the amazing abilities of girls all around the world. Because girls are just, they face tremendous adversity, they overcome that, and they go on to shine and do amazing things. You, I mean, just look at uh, Masala. Um, Masala Yusuf, uh, Yusufazi, she was shot by the Taliban at 14 years old, 14 years old, when she was trying to advocate for the rights of girls in her country to get an education. That's just amazing to even picture. But then she went on to speak out about it, to write a book about it. She's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for it, and she wants to be Prime Minister of Pakistan. I mean, she's just awe-inspiring. She's got this quote. I love this quote. Um, I'm going to read this quote. Uh, she says, you know, the extremists were and they are afraid of books and pens. The power of education frightens them. They're afraid of women. The power of the voice of women frightens them. She's 16 years old now. That is just so insightful. What an amazing story of courage and strength and dedication to others. I mean, she's just amazing. So we should honor girls like her today. But also, there's incredible talent right here in New Zealand. There's the the golf prodigy, uh, Lydia Ko. There's Lord, who's like dominating the charts. Girls, when they're supported and encouraged to be all that they can be, do some incredible things. And if we all help support them and help them have access to these basic human rights and help them feel safe and nurtured, there's really no end to the positive ripples that we can see around the world. It's just amazing. 
So that's why it's really important to have days like today, the International Day of the Girl Child, so that we can be aware and we can advocate and we can also celebrate. Thanks for that, Sunshine. We really appreciate it. With this Girls in the Museum conversation started at Te Papa in New Zealand in 2013, we hope to co-produce an event every year at a national museum, working our way around the world, providing an opportunity for discussions around representations of girls and girlhood in national collections. Well, that's it for our introductory episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to tune in at the end of the month for our first Girl Speak News Roundup, where we'll be talking about girl news stories from 2013, and with a contribution from our friends at Global Girl Media as well. Also a reminder that we will be posting some sub-episodes featuring more from Girls in the Museum, well, soon. So feel free to download those as well. Or why not subscribe? Then you don't have to think about it. If you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website. 